over a year. This is the first time my face is on it. <laughs> I told you, because you talked me into it, I'm going to yeah. let you do the debut. We got some, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Comments, some big podcasts coming up. No some doubt, big, no big doubt. Events, you know? 100%, 100%. Yeah. All right, bro. So listen, I want to just touch on this real quick because the post that I made, right, was that you literally started your business from your basement, right? And that's a part of like what we promoted for this webinar. Like you can really start this business from home. You started in your basement. You showed me some pictures that I wish I could share of this crazy ass basement. It looked like a dungeon, you know, <laughs> like three. I'm going to try to see if I can share that. I'm, I'm going to get my team to share the, 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 the video. It was right. like literally a dungeon. Talk about them beginners before we kind of get into the questions. Just your mindset getting started in this business, man, getting started on your own, because that's the stuff that maybe people want to hear. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, it's exactly what you said, right? I had to choose. So it's either the basement or you spend money on rent. At the time, I thought about it and I was like, look, do I want to spend, you know, up here, we're in North Jersey. So you're talking 1500 you know, a decent place. So do I want to spend the $1,500 my first few months, you know, getting a place that I really don't need? Or should I turn that around and put it back into the business, right? $1,500 is like a 1,000 leads, a 1,000 leads at 10% closing rate. I mean, you're talking $10,000 a month, right? So when you start thinking about it like that, I said, you know, it'll come. Um, you know, we're just, I was just getting started at the time. Uh, I didn't want to rush. I'm always, I take my time with things because anything I ever rushed, I always fell on my butt, you know? Um, it, it would go. In the beginning, you would start catching fire until you get burned, you know? So... We literally, so I started in my room. Um, my my two guys at the time were working from home. And then, you know, after like, I think about three months, I was like, all right, we got to be together. Uh, just come, let's go to the basement, you know? Right, right. They, they live right by me. I said, you know, I'll set up some desks and that's what we'll work at. I'll get some food for y'all every day. We'll get lunch, you know, saving money <laughs> on rent. I'll pay for your lunch and just, just come, come in every day, you know? Yeah, so yeah. We, no doubt. So when we talked a little earlier, you said that you wanted to kind of like elaborate a little bit more on this space, right? Just so people understood exactly like how this thing works, you know, the different, you know, uh, the, the different characters, the different people that play different parts of the industry. Just kind of elaborate it, elaborate to get started before we kind of get deep, just so everybody has a real good understanding of what we're doing here. Okay, perfect. So, so let's start from the basics, right? Let's, let's act like nobody knows what trucking is when we, when I started. That's how it was. So the best way I explain it to people is think of it as four parties, right? So, so everybody buys a house or, or everybody knows about court for the most part. So they take those analogies, right? Let's say, um, let's say we use the house analogy. You have a person that owns a house that's selling it, right? You got the broker representing that seller. Then you got a buyer and you got the broker representing the buyer, correct? So now translate that into trucking. You have four parties. You have the shipper who has the vehicle, in our case, in auto shipping. The shipper has a vehicle that they need to move, whether it's one or a thousand, right? Then you have the broker. That's what we're talking about. That's us. We represent the shipper, the person that needs to ship the car, right? What we do is we connect with the dispatcher who works for the carrier. The carrier is the person or, you know, party that owns the physical vehicles and the dispatcher back when I started used to work for the carrier, right? But now there's a whole sector that opened up, which is dispatching companies, which is great, right? Where you can get a third party dispatching company that you can pay to keep your trucks full. So 
we're 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 number two. I like to say we're number two. You got the shipper, you got the broker, you got the dispatcher, you got the carrier. These are one party, and these two are one party, right? So we're over here. Um, and what we do is we, we're looking for the best interest of the shipper, right? And everybody, you know, you hear shipper, it, you, you see dollar signs or you think dollar signs because that's like the origin. That's who's going to spend the money, you know? Um, and, and people don't know how to get to that person. So what attracted me to auto shipping was, well, at first I was just doing it for money and to work, right? As a job, I had explained it to you. But what had attracted me was one, you're really telling me there's no max on what I can make. The sky's the limit with this, right? Um, and number two, I don't have to go find customers. I just gotta, I just gotta make sure that once they come to me, I, I do what I'm supposed to do. I find them the best rate. So, you know, they're happy. And when they're shopping around, they realize, okay, this is a competitive rate from a good company and make sure their car gets picked up and delivered by the third party carrier that we um, outsource the work to, right? So it, I, I thought about it and I thought about it. I was like, all right, let me do it for a year. Let me see what this is about. Um, every time I thought about sales, I thought about selling knives door to door and it just turns me off, right? <laughs> right, right, right. But now you're telling me that, yeah, you have to spend a little bit of money to, to get these leads, but you're telling me that if Ramel needs to ship a car, I don't need to go find him. He's going to find me by requesting a quote and I could just buy that quote, right? And from there... It's fair play, right? Whoever gives good customer service, whoever has good reviews, whoever um, you know stays competitive on pricing, because listen, the carriers are going to charge what they charge, right? Whether it's me or you as a broker shipping a car, the carrier charges what he charges. What's the difference? The broker fee, right? So if you're charging five hundred and I'm charging two fifty, the customer is going to be two hundred and fifty dollars cheaper going with me. Now they check our reviews on transport reviews. Everything checks out. They see, you know, from the last four or five years, these guys have consistent reviews. Cars aren't going missing. They're not going damaged. There's no shady business. And bam, let's let's go with them, you know. So many times customers, you know, now we, we've been in the game for a while. So we, you know, eventually your rates go up a little bit, right, because you provide a service that other people can't. So you get what you pay for. So we got to a point where customers would say, you know, your price is too high. Um, I got a lower quote. So you know what we tell them straight up? Go to transportreviews.com. Check their, check their reviews out. And if you can get that price that they're giving you, go for it, right? But I'm almost certain you're not going to because we all use the same drivers, right? <laughs> so when you do come back to me, just don't be shocked if you don't get this rate that I'm giving you now. And so many times they come and they pay more. And then, you know, that same person that, you know, we'll, we'll end up, if they do come back, we'll end up working with them. But through, through you know, handling people like that and having little strategies, you'll be shocked where this can go. Like I had, I think I had said in the podcast, my first customer was a girl at a state farm, right? She needed to ship her two vehicles. Um, they move around every three months, right? This is my first job I did. I was working for another company. The driver got there. He calls me. He goes, hey, man, he goes, this girl's moving. She's got like bra and panties and shoes and clothes hanging out the window. Like, it's packed. <laughs> you know, I need $200. Right. So 
what I did, and it was about, and it was raining that day too. So I got the customer calling me. I got the driver calling me. I'm new to this. I'm like at my friend's house trying to watch a game or something. Like, what is this? You know? So she told me, she's like, look, just take care of me. The driver's over here. Just take care of me. And I promise you, I will get you my coworkers. Right? So I told the driver, I was like, look, I'll split my broker fee with you. I'll give you, I'll give you half of it. Um, just get the job done. The job got done. Through her, I got over 500 of her coworkers. Yeah, that was the first, the first car, two cars I moved. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you got to know in this game, you got to know who to negotiate, where to negotiate, and, and and where to keep your feet firm. You know, right. Um, otherwise, you will get walked all over. I'm not gonna lie. That's happened to me before. You know, um, but for the most part, if you I tell people customer service. Stay motivated and stay hungry and just keep working and just be patient and you'll see the result. Got you. Now you keep you you keep on talking about the leads, right? You 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 say like this is a business where literally the customers are coming to you. You don't gotta find customers. Was that how the business was just introduced to you? Like, hey, listen to Kosh, man, we 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 give you all the leads. All you gotta do is close them. Is that <laughs> the way you were taught? Like just as just like strictly getting business off of leads. Yeah, that's how I was taught originally because being new in the industry, right, you could go to, like, we're in Jersey, right? We can go down, let's say, um, route, let's say we go down route one and nine, right, and stop at every dealership. There's a bunch of them, right? Now, they come back, they see your car, they're going to be like, oh, this is a new company. The guy really didn't know what he was talking about. Um, You know, so I realized that going door to door to these dealerships, there's a, there's a time and a place for that. But in the beginning to get you off the ground, if you have personal vehicles that need to be shipped, one vehicle here, one vehicle there, you can make a couple hundred dollars on each car. Do it that way. Because one, you get to learn. If you screw up, you're screwing up a thousand dollar load, not a hundred thousand dollar load. <laughs> right. So, and you're going to screw up, right? Something's going to happen along the way where you drop the ball and you learn, right? Because in any business, you're going to come across problems. Yeah. So when I had started, this is they threw me right into the fire. They said, look, you're going to go to this system. It's, it's jtracker.com. All your leads are going to come in there live. So we buy leads for you. They come in live. As they come in, you press a button. It'll tell you what the carriers are charging. You add your fee on top and quote it out, right? We have automated emails that go from point A to point D. So when the lead hits our system, we call it, we give them a price. Now we enter it into our, our, our CRM, we hit enter, and they get an automated email directly to their email address, right? With mm -hmm. our picture, logo, price, all that stuff. That's the first point. From there, if they don't call back to book with us or they don't book on the spot or fill out uh, the order form, which is online, from that point, what's gonna happen is we're gonna do follow-ups. That's also automated, right? Um, you can do up to three follow-ups on this CRM and you could do as many as you want, 2,000, 5,000, but you could only hit them three times, right? So you don't harass them. After that, you have to do them individually, um, which people, you know, which you still do, right? But at least you could blast them three times. So now the same customer got four emails from you without you really having to do much, right? At some point, they're going to look you up. When they look you up, your reviews got to be spot on. If your reviews aren't spot on and people are like, oh, these guys don't pick up on time or they, you know, they say one price and they do another price. 
it's going to be hard, right? You will still get customers, but it's going to be tough. So keep your company clean because when I started, it was like the guys that introduced me to this, it was a different game. They were opening up. They would stay open for like a year, just do bad business, close down. New MC, open up on a different name, buy a bunch of leads, burn the customers, and do it all over again, right? Man, I was too young for that. I was like 25, 26 at the time. I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I was like, there's got to be a way where I could do this and keep it, you know? So that's how, you know, I was like, let me try it this way. Let me try to do it right. I may make a little bit less money in the beginning, but at least four or five years down the road, I won't even have to go into my office. My brokers that are working for me will just, you know, handle everything from A to Z. Two two questions come to mind real quick, Akash. You said yeah. you send multiple emails through the CRM. What is a typical conversion time or window of opportunity that you have to close that lead before that lead is usually gone? So that's a great question. That's awesome. So there's I'm going to answer that in two different ways, right? So there's it's funny because I have two two of my oldest guys in my office do two different strategies, right? So Mike who you just saw He's on top of it. So he's old school. I, I personally trained him. He's one of my friends. So I personally trained him. And I was taught when that lead comes in, hit it right away while it's hot. Be the first person to call, right? Because when you request that quote on your computer, Ramel, on Google or whatever it is, that goes straight to my computer or my system live. It's not like you request a quote today and I get it tomorrow to quote you out. It's live. You're still sitting at your... Yeah, you're still sitting at your computer when my guys are calling you, right? So <laughs> so some people like that. So that's what Mike does. Now, my other guy who's who's a solid salesman too, Joe, he does the opposite. He's like, listen, he's like, gosh, I realized that, you know, some of these people get bombarded. And what I did is I tried something different. I let my lead sit and I'm the last one to hit them. Mm. And he's like, it's working for me, right? So it just depends because... Some people are going to jump on, on, on the first call. They're just going to book. Some people are just going to speak to everybody, use you as an information bank, and then decide who they want to go with at the end because they already know that's what they want to do, right, right? right? So why be that information bank if you don't have to? That's how he looks at it. Gotcha. So it, it depends on what works for you. I, I feel like there's no wrong way to do it. There's no right way to do it. But we teach, hit it right away. You know, Be the first one. You can't go wrong by being first. Got you. Nah, and, and that's interesting, those two strategies, because both of them are equally as powerful, because like you said, they could question you to death just to hear the rates and hear all that. And they have no intention on going with you. They're going to keep on trying because some people just want to get the best deal. And then you right. have some people that are ready and motivated to make it happen now. Right. So right. they don't have time for all that. So if you catch them right away, and you're the first. It's like you got me first. You won. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Now, now, that's, now. that's cool. So, so my, my follow-up question to that is you keep on saying a dollar fifty leads. Are they all a dollar fifty? And why is it a dollar fifty? What's it about this dollar fifty? So they're not. So that's a good starting point. So this is the way the leads work, right? So it, 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 everything's a business. So the way these lead providers sell you leads is you can buy leads that go to uh six to eight companies. Those are gonna be the cheapest. They're gonna be about a dollar, dollar fifty, right? Uh can you give me the charger? Um, that they're going to be about a dollar, dollar fifty. Then you got three to five companies, right? Those might be three dollars. Then you've got something called exclusive leads, which just go to you, right? 
and those will be ten dollars, right? Mm. Now people people tell me, my students tell me all the time, they're like, Cash, why not just go straight to the ten dollar leagues and cut all the you know headache out of competing with others, right? But I, you know, after you do this for a while, you realize that I can't stop you from requesting a lead on two different websites. So you may go on Google and say, I need to ship a car and two pages might pop up, right? Let's say you request a quote on both pages because you don't know how this works, right? You don't realize that none of these guys ship cars. It's going to go to the brokers that are going to call you, right? So so if you do it on one web page and that, that you're an exclusive program, so that lead just goes to me. I'm paying $10 for it, right? Now, on the second quote that you did, you fall in a, in, in a 10, uh, 10 company category or eight company category, right? Now, I paid $10 to company X, Y, and Z, and another broker paid $1.50 for the same information, right? So it's really not exclusive. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It's only, right. It's only exclusive if you go on one website, request a quote once, and, that, and you leave it at that. But nowadays, with the phones and the computers, everybody's doing multiple quotes, right? Everybody wants to shop around and get the best price, and all they got to do is press a few buttons to do that now. Got you, got you. Right? All right. So it's just, you gotta, you gotta wait out. out. All right. Yeah. So, so one more question, and I'm gonna get into everybody else's question because I don't. Yeah. I, we we did this already, right? So yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna hog up all the time. But my my last question is on the carrier side now, right? What is the what are the are the the points that the carrier is looking in order to uh, formulate their rates? Right, that they're going to charge. What are they? Are they looking at mileage? Are they looking at pickups? Are they looking at the type of cars? What are the different things that they're looking at that, that makes them create whatever their rate is to do this run? And then, okay. secondly, on top of that, what are you typically charging on top of that? What's your surcharge on top of that for you to make your money typically? Okay. So, so usually broker fees, what I say, and that's what we charge our fee. Um, we, we try to be at 150 to 300, right? Every customer is not going to pay the 300. Sometimes you could get 500 or you could get 1,000, right? Every customer is different. But if you average at the end of the year between 150 and 300, you're at a good place, right? Because you're, you're typically going to do, you know, 10 cars or better a week. So just a single individual broker starting, right? Um, so that's not a bad start point. Now, the carriers, what do they look for? They don't even know what we charge, right? They can't see what we charge. Ah. Just like in freight, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same where the Raycon doesn't show the broker fee, does it? For no. you guys? No, right? <laughs> no, no, they they wouldn't know exactly what they're getting. Exactly unless unless they, right. they're transparent and they give that information to them. So, right, yeah. exactly. Okay. So same thing. So the carriers don't know what we're charging. But they know what they want to charge because there's a market rate, right? So some people go by mileage, um, but mileage is more for freight. That's my personal opinion. When it comes to cars, it's different because, you know, um, it could be the same mileage, but one car could be a F-150 and the other car could be a Honda Civic two-door, right? So you really can't charge the same. So Traditionally, the way it works is you got your rates. Um, it goes on the market. So you have central dispatch, which is our quote-unquote load board, right? So you're going to see all the price trends at the current time. So you're going to see, okay, from New Jersey to Florida, all the cars 
there's 300 cars that need to be shipped. Most of them are around 800 bucks, right? Carrier is going to put in his head, look, I'll take on average 800, but I'll go a little bit lower if, if it's in my way or if it's a small car and I'll go a little bit higher if it's a pickup truck, you know? So let's say they want 800 and, and they need one car to fill up their whole load. They'll take seven for a Civic. But if it's a pickup truck, they might say, I need nine. It's my last spot, you know? Mm, so so it. it's, it's, there's it. no set rates. I mean, drivers want to be at a dollar a mile, right? But here's the thing. If you have a 10-car hauler, 10 cars at a dollar a mile, that's $10 a mile. It's not really a dollar a mile. It's $10 a mile. <laughs> right. 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 So it's right. a little different, you know? Um, yeah. We kind of have market rates. That's what I like to call it. Gotcha. And, and, and if you're going to be in the industry, I suggest that even on your off time, let's say you have no cars going from New Jersey to California, right? But you know that, you know, you have customers coming up, let's say the next two two weeks that need to ship. What I like to do is 